Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Low Ballers podcast. I'm Logan Medish of High Caliber History, your host, and we are joined around the table today. We've got uh, we've got guys from Pulsar and Sightmark. We have Kevin Reese, the senior media relations guy, as I like to call him. <laughs> uh, we have Jeff Murray, the executive vice president of sales and marketing, and we have Jacob Knight from Go Wild with us. So, gentlemen, all three of you, welcome to this episode of the show. Appreciate having everybody on, especially Kevin and Jeff. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, Pulsar and Sightmark, you guys are, are kind of uh, literally changing the game when we're dealing with thermal and night vision stuff um and and that is a topic that has absolutely exploded Mm -hmm. uh in recent years and so talk to us a little bit about you know how how do you guys how did you get into that space and and what what has it looked like over the last few years what has this explosion looked like and you know just talk us through some of that so i've been with affiliated with these brands for going on 17 years now um, since 2007 so you know it was analog night vision generation one, um, which was Yukon now Pulsar uh, then, and their first digital products were around 2008. So they were, you know, kind of in the grassroots of the night vision game on the consumer level side of things. And then as technologies progressed, got more affordable for the consumer. Um, I believe it was around 2014, 15 is when when kind of the thermal world for the consumer market stuff started kind of blowing up a little bit. Um, so with the adaptation of that into everyday life and every hunting, um, you're just seeing it grow more and more and more and more. Uh, but the one thing that I always point out that I think drove this technology and this industry and, and the thermal industry within the, in the inside the optic side was the um, recording capabilities. Once they introduced recording capabilities and with yeah. the explosion of social media, everyone, I mean, that became your uh, marketing tool in itself. Absolutely. So yeah. every brand has their own, you know, menu bar with their brand in the bottom left-hand corner, right-hand corner. So when, you know, you buy a scope from whichever manufacturer, you go out, you shoot some pigs, coyotes, whatever that is, post your video on social media to show all your friends, you know, the cool stuff you're doing. You know, it's a walking billboard. Yep. And People are like, oh, man, how did he do that? Oh, yep. they're in the corner. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So everything kind of blew up from that respect. And, and you know, it, it, you know, before it was almost, you know, taboo a little bit to go hunting at night and do this and, and the, the poaching aspect of it and, you know, all of that, you know, wasn't really mainstream. Well, then all of a sudden when all of these videos were now coming out on, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook and all these channels, it, it, it modernized and made this sport you know, more mainstream yeah. and it, it just opened its eye. This, everything just got open to this new, this new technology that hunters could use. Yeah. And you know, one last thing and I'll let Kevin talk a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people, especially in the South have deer leases. I mean, not everyone owns their own land sure. and you know, typically you have this lease for a full year and your, your, your deer hunting season is anywhere from two to three to four months, depending on if you're rifle bow, whatever. Right. Well then now all your spring and summer months, Typically, when you're going out there and doing prep, food plots, you know, stand up keep, you know, maintenance, all that for the fall. Now you can go out there and actually hunt during the summer at night um, and do predator control, do hog control, all that kind of stuff. So it, it lengthened your hunting season yeah. now from four months to all year. So now you're paying you're paying to have access to this place for tw- for 12 months. Well, now you can now you you can do something and right. And, and you're getting 12 months of use correct. out of it all. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. the, the product lines that you guys have are, are so very cool, and, and they run the absolute gamut 
uh, of of both features and affordability, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's we, we will make no bones about it. It's it's not cheap technology, right? Not I a mean, poor it's, man's game. it's not a poor man's game, but it has become an affordable man's game. It's not a cheap yeah. man's game, but you guys have some products that have certainly made it a lot more affordable for people to get into it. Because I think a lot of people think about you know thermal. They're like, oh, it's too expensive. I can't get into that. You guys have managed to bring the price point down on some stuff. Yeah, so 10 years ago, whenever the sport was kind of really getting going, I mean, you were looking at $8,000, $10,000 for, for, for devices. Out right. In, you know, maybe seven or eight. Um, now, those devices that did cost you seven or eight, $10,000 are now consumer-ready devices, you know, sub-5,000, you know, some as low as two right. on some of these devices. So, yes, the technology has increased dramatically. There's been a lot of efficiencies in um in production and in, in, in electronics boards, sensors, uh, display screens, you know, you name it. Um, you know, you've got a computer in your pocket now that you didn't have right. before. Yep. So it's making things a lot easier to, to manufacture at an affordable price for the consumers. Definitely. So, Kevin, yeah. talk to us a little bit about, you know, some of the, the more budget-friendly end of the line um, and, and what that looks like and what that means to the end user. Well, let me talk about what it means for the end user based on my experiences of I mean, 20 years of hunting at nighttime. Mm-hmm. We go all the way back to LED lights mounted on my bows. I've been night hunting for a long time. Uh, I've been very passionate about it, and I've watched the hog population, predator populations, at least throughout Texas, explode. Mm-hmm. Right, And so we were faced with a big problem. I mean, what we saw was the population explode with feral pigs. I mean, every year there are more and more pigs. Now they're in 39 states, four Canadian provinces, right? They're a major problem. In our state alone, we have over $400 million in damage annually just from feral pigs. And they've deemed our predator population, say, like coyotes. I mean, they're uncountable, right? That's Mm -hmm. crazy. So we have a a problem. And so predator control is a really important issue. So is hog hunting. I'm passionate about hog hunting. People who know me, you know me, Logan. You know I'm an avid, avid hog hunter, right? Yes. And I've hunted with flashlights. I've hunted with with filtered LEDs. I've hunted with colored LEDs. I have searched high and low for different products that make me a more effective hunter at nighttime, right? Some of that stuff was really inexpensive stuff I was buying at, you know, big box stores for, you know, nickel and dimes. And I started exploring better ways to hunt and to, to uh, you know, to leverage my game, right? right? And that led me to doing stuff years and years ago. We, even before I came here, Jeff knows I was, I was doing some contract writing for mm-hmm. Solmark years ago and got to play with some of their products like the Photon. Mm-hmm. That was my first introduction to, say, consumer digital night vision products. And then moved me into, say, thermals like the Apexes, like, you know, years ago, some of the, uh, the Pulsar thermal imagers. And I, I, by default, because my relationships and later working for, for Cellmark, for Pulsar, for Sightmark, I got to start using these products quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but everybody, you know, most of the people that are out there trying to learn how to night hunt or become more effective hunters, they're where I was, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, where... You're just looking for something that isn't going to break your bank, but is going to work. Right. Right. And we have products for those, right? So in a world where he's talking about where, you know, thermal and night vision was typically costing, you know, five, eight, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Now we have things like the Wraith 4K Mini mm-hmm. that starts, you know, around that six, $700 price range. Even before that, the Wraith uh, HD, mm-hmm. we were selling for four ninety nine. It's a very effective digital night vision. It's also full color for, you know, say, daytime shooting and hunting. And people can, you know, they can take, um, 
uh, you know, kind of a base model AR, say $500 AR platform rifle and mount a, a Wraith HD on there and be out the door ready to hunt at nighttime for a thousand bucks. You could, Game you, n- you never could do that before. Yep. Yeah. Right. So for me, that is, uh, that's probably the launch pad for us. Um, that's probably one of the things that made us as popular as we are, especially with the Sightmark brand on the digital optics, mm-hmm. is that we came in the game with something that people could afford until they could, if they decided to, work into something much higher level, like some of our flagship thermals on the Pulsar side. Right. And now we're in a position where we have something for pretty much everybody. Whatever your budget is, like, we can work it out. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and the thermal stuff, I mean, you guys have done a really good job uh, at, at creating an awesome product at a very affordable price. You know, I had the opportunity to come out last June and, and hunt hogs with you guys and shoot all of the different optics that you guys have at all of the different levels and the price points. And I, I got to say, one of my favorites uh, is is the, the Wraith Mini, the thermal. And, uh, you know, it, is it this incredibly expensive thing? No. I think it. I think they're usually on sale for like $2,000. Yeah, in 1999. Yep. 1999. I mean, like, uh, uh, thermal for $2,000. Like, that, that's huge. You were one of the first people I had out there because we were at the ranch, and you, me, Sean Hare, and there were some other people, right? And we were out there looking at the Sightbreak Wraith thermal, and you and I were watching a deer at 1,300 yards on the pipeline with the sub-$2,000 thermal. It's and I unreal. came back and I said, hey, we need to look at our detection range again because I'm telling you it's, it's a lot further than that. We were literally wa- looking 1,300 yards and watching deer move out there. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And that's, uh, w- when I got to use that piece, I, I had no idea what the price point was. You know, It wasn't until later we were back at the, the ranch house and having some drinks and we were talking. And I was like... Wait, wait, say, Kevin, how much have you had to drink? What, was yeah. that price correct? Like, you know, <laughs> and it's, it, it's amazing what, you know, you can get such a high quality optics, you know, and, and thermal stuff for sub $2,000. I mean, that's. Yeah, I, anecdotally, I've had more friends who have been into hunting and are just getting into coyote hunting, uh-huh. as, as you said, like a shoulder season mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, asking about thermals because mm-hmm. they have come down in price to where it hasn't priced itself out of, you know, just the, the pro shooter that is, is looking to buy them. Yeah. And, and I'll say this. This is kind of what I tell everybody about night hunting. It's the most fun you can have with your clothes on at night. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know it, if you've night hunted with Kevin. He, sometimes clothing's optional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, Texas in the summertime. Yeah. Right? Man, yeah. Texas in, in late June with, in, yeah, it was brutal in some of those those box blinds man yeah (laughs) but just the sport of it of you know most times when say a vast majority of the hunting it's you're in a stand you're overlooking a food plot you know feeder of some sort you know unless you're out west and um you know doing spot and stock stuff you know you're moving around at night you have a handheld you're 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 looking at all kinds of different things you're seeing all you know sorts of animals at night that you normally don't see um, and it's just fun. You're, you're stalking yeah. on, you're stalking on game. You're calling stuff in. Um, you're not just mobile for three or four hours, freezing cold. I mean, yeah, right. it's cold at night, but you are moving around, getting to do stuff, getting to chase. I mean, you know, shooting at moving targets sometimes. I mean, you're getting to do things that normally you don't do in, an, in your everyday hunting environment. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, and the mobility aspect of it, I think is, is huge because you have to talk about size of, of the units, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and of course, over, you know, 20 years, the technology has changed. We've been able to bring, you know, smaller units. And you guys have thermal in an incredibly small footprint, you know, mm-hmm. which is huge because it wasn't that long ago. Like, your, your thermal optic 
probably weighs more than your gun that right. you've yeah. got it mounted yeah. on, you know, and that's that is not the case anymore, you know. Yeah, we had the uh, the Wraith 4K, or excuse me, the Wraith Mini Thermal is in the same body as, say, the Wraith 4K Mini. So these are, I tell people, it's roughly the size of an ACOG, right? So now we're in a position right. where we have a 384 sensor resolution, 17 micron pixel pitch. I know I'm getting kind of geeky with some of the tech that the Wraith Mini Thermal has, but it's a legit thermal with a 1,400-yard detection range that you usually see in that much longer or larger profile. And it's the size of an ACOG. It's also it's also lightweight, right? Right. And then we still have some of the heavier stuff too. Um, a lot more technology packed into them. But I mean, it's a it's, it's a great scope. Um, uh, you know, and and it's not a big jump, right? So if you're at say you know say seven eight hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars say on a Wraith four K mini, it's really not a huge jump to move in that uh, say nineteen ninety nine range to move into that thermal. And and people will tell you, man, like once you hunt with thermal. Like, you're really not interested in digital night vision, although digital night vision is still a great uh, technology. And sometimes, depending on what the elements are doing outdoors, you know, digital night vision might actually be the better choice. Sure. So you don't discount it. But thermal has a much longer detection range. I mean, clearly, you and I are watching, you know, we may have, say, a 300-yard detection range on the Wraith 4K Mini. But in the Wraith Mini Thermal, you and I are watching deer at 1,300 yards. Right. Yeah. It's a game changer. And to Kevin's point on the digital side, I call this kind of our gateway drug to get into the sport. You know, everyone, <laughs> That's a perfect, uh, perfect descriptor, right? Everyone yep. has a, you know, a blank AR sitting in their closet or in their gun cabinet. This is the perfect opportunity to, to put something on there to get you out doing something a little different out of your cover zone. Yep. So I tell everybody, hey, get, just d- don't worry about spending three, four, five grand, six grand on your first outfitting setup. Like, you don't know sure. how much you're going to get out to do this. You don't know how much you're going to get out and, and enjoy this, you know. I love it. It's not for everybody. Sure. Um, yep. But this gets you into the game. Do it a couple times. If you turn out that you absolutely love night hunting and predator hunting and all that stuff, okay, and you want to increase your, your your effective range or you want a better clarity, there are – I treat it almost like used cars. Like they right. hold their value extremely well. Sure. So if you buy this, you know, a, a digital scope for, say, 700 bucks, you know, use it for a year. Next season you want to upgrade. Well, then there's so many Facebook groups that are uh, in different – you know, different yeah. areas out there where you can unload that thing for, you know, five or 600 bucks. Right. And then you take that and, and put that towards an investment of a thermal scope. And then I always tell everybody, get into a, get into like a 384 system and then move up to a 640 and then, and so forth. Um, you know, depending on how much you're actually getting out there and using it. So obviously you guys have access to anything and everything, but what, what would you say is the one favorite? If oh, you, that's a good you, question. Yeah. You've got to pick one. <laughs> and right now, I'm a little spoiled. Like, once you look through the HD, like the 1024 sensor stuff, you don't want to mess with the other things anymore. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, is, it is truly amazing what, this is able to see, what you're able to see um, with that 1024 technology, the HD stuff that uh, Pulsar just released um, in 2024. So I would say the XL series, um, well, that's, that's probably my favorite optic in there is the, the Merger XL. It's a Bino system, uh, 1024 sensor. I mean, you can see a group of, I mean, the hardest thing when you're stalking or when you're looking at things at night is determining what that is. Because you're looking at a two-dimensional object versus when you look through a pair of binos during the day, you have three right. depth perception, three-dimensional, all that. So is that four deer bedded down in a field or is that four pigs that are, you know, feeding? Right. Well, when you're seven, 800 yards away, a quality, you know, a quality thermal like the XL, you can hit, you can hit the zoom button twice and okay, I, can, I know exactly what that is. I don't have to go, I don't have to, you know, slug all the gear out and then stock five, 600 yards, get the wind right, and then only to get up there and it's, you know, 
It's not what you're it's looking for. It's a group for. of bedded down deer. Yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing more, yeah. old, you know. So being able, um, I view that as a time saver. And sure. you, know, you only have limited time at night uh, before you get tired and, you know, whatever else might happen. But I, 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 I the, the, the higher end stuff, the 640 and the 1024 stuff um, with Pulsar, the ability to identify game and know what you're seeing and shooting at long distances is, mm-hmm. is absolutely paramount for me. So that's why I, I love those units. Yeah. So I'm a little scattered in this area because I love the Wraith uh, Mini Thermal. Pick one, right? Well, <laughs> I am right. So the, the Wraith, the Wraith Mini Thermal, I like because to me it's a perfect thermal for uh, somebody that I'm hunting with to use that thermal, mm-hmm. right? Like that's perfect. I don't want to run my you know six or you know six thousand dollar thermal. On on the higher level of stuff that I use on my personal rifle, uh, this is the first time where as soon as as soon as we launched a new product, which is a Thermion Two uh, LRF XL Fifty, I thought, man, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out what to do with my Thermion Two LRF XP Fifty because I'm actually working out of my Thermion Two LRF XP Fifty to get into the Thermion Two LRF XL Fifty. I've just I'm I've become a little bit um, spoiled. Like Jeff has, working for the company that we work for, we get to play with a lot of, you know, high-end thermals. And sure. I am in love with that 1024 sensor, um, you know, 12 micron pixel, but it's 2,500-yard detection range with the integral laser rangefinder, built-in video, all the things I love, especially the rangefinder. Um, and with the ability of the 1024 sensor to be able to increase my digital zoom mm-hmm. and still be able to see detail. When we look at a Thermion XL50 with that 1024, I can go to 14 power digital zoom and still see detail. Wow. Now, that is huge when you're out there scanning across large crop fields and trying to identify whether it's, you know, a husky or a coyote or a cow standing in water or a big boar, right? I mean, these are things where people struggle a little bit. Even without a laser rangefinder, I've seen people, and I've almost been uh, mistaken, you know, um, you know, the way that rabbits move sometimes, they move very similarly to, say, like a very young coyote pup, right? And uh. so you don't know if that's 100 yards or 20 yards sometimes. Right. And so the range, the range finding was a game changer and the ability with the XL to be able to magnify out and be very, very specific about what you're identifying before you take any shots. That's what I love about it. Yeah. On the, ga- on the glassing side, I prefer monocular and I'm in love with, the, with our Telos uh, uh, LRF XP50. I especially love the 18 millikelvin NETD. That's our lowest uh, noise equivalency temperature differential that we have across all of our Pulsar products, which... Uh, which results in like ridiculously crisp detail in the mm-hmm. image. I love that, and it has the integral laser rangefinder, and we we're able to do that at the same price points that we were offering the Helion 2XP50 Pros, which I love, right? But, but now in 2024, we also just launched the Merger Duo uh, binocular that is a multispectral, so it's actually digital night vision with 1920-1080 imaging. Oh wow. And thermal 640 with the 2,000 yard detection range in the same in the same binocular. Wow! And so, yeah. So you know, every every year, you know, you know, we start at the new year again in 2024. You know, where we think, what else? What else are we going to come up with? And then we come up with something like the merger, and my mind is blown. And <laughs> I think I gotta have it. Do I need it? I don't know if I need it, but I want it. Right? Need? No, it doesn't really factor into the equation, so. you know. So, like, literally my scattering is just a result of the technological advancements that Pulsar has, but I also have a deep love for that Wraith Mini Thermal that is perfect for guys getting into it or 
if I want to bring someone with me, that's my go-to. I, I think that's a great way to approach it, though, because if you give them that $6,000 unit, that's what they think they have to hit to get their first unit. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be like this. It has to look like this. Right. And so giving them that lower-end unit's the way to roll. That's Plus, I have kids, so I know that if they don't pay for it, they're not going to take care of it like yeah. they paid for it. I'd rather, that, I'd rather abu- have them abuse a $2,000 thermal than abuse a $6,000 thermal. Yeah, right. A lot yeah. of them, too, we call them buddy guns. Like, you know, it's typically at night, you know, you're, you're doing this in it with a pair. Um, mm-hmm. And, and having, having an option, you know, it might not be your setup, but then having something that you've used prior that is as good and effective and works well. Right. Um, so you can, you know, share this, share this um, sport at night to, and to help grow it. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and Kevin, you had mentioned uh, multiple times in there talking about, you know, the, the built-in range finder. And uh, if, if you've not done thermal hunting and stuff like that, I don't think people realize just how important it is to have that range finder in there because, and I didn't understand it until I came and shot with you guys, you know, but it, you know, you sit there and you're looking at it and I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I see and I understand how far away the feeder is and that wood line and whatever, but then, you know, you, you bring the scope up to your eye and you're looking through it and you're putting everything into a 2D world yeah, and, and you lose all concept of depth perception. Yes. And yeah. it is just, you you can't quite understand that until you do it. And yeah. then you're like, oh, my God, I have no idea how far away that, like, your brain goes blank. And I'm like, I thought I knew how, way, how far away that feeder was, but how far away is that? You know, and then you look in the corner and you're like, oh, it's 185 yards or, you know. It, it's a it's a very, it, it, there's a learning curve with thermal, like you were saying. Uh, yes. I, I think it's so fun, you know, when I give, you know, my, my boys a handheld or the first time someone taking on the ranch cruising around at night, you know, they're <laughs> – there might be like an armadillo or a skunk or something, you know, 20 or 30 yards. Like, oh, my gosh, there's a pig right there. And I'm like, nope, that's this. And, right. And they're like, really? That looks like it's, you know, X far away. I'm like, nope, that's 10 feet away, right. 20 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, Or they'll look at something and, you know, under, not, not, they're, you know, not understanding what that is. You know, like what you're saying, it might look 100 yards, but it really is 250 yards away. Right. So. Exactly. So, so we've talked hogs and coyotes. What yeah. other what other game have you all gone thermal hunting for? So <clears throat> one of the most underutilized things that I will say about thermal is the handhelds and the monoculars. I don't go deer like so in the state of Texas it's completely legal to use a handheld thermal while you're big game hunting. Mm-hmm. So I will take a handheld thermal with me in my pack just like I would a regular pair of binos. It is something that I do not leave without and it goes with me everywhere I go. When you're going into a stand at night, you're not going to, you know, you're knowing if you're bumping deer or, right. or whatnot. Yeah. Um, you don't realize, you know, deer have nature's camouflage on. And if you're in a big open area, you don't realize how many deer you miss mm-hmm. because you can't hide from thermal. Yeah. So it's, right. I can't tell you how many times yeah. I've been, you know, in a, in, a, in a stand overlooking a big ridge or canyon or whatever. And I can scan this whole thing in two or three minutes and then find that heat spot and then get out get out my glass and boom there it is right there right and it would have taken you know taking you 30 or 45 minutes to pick apart you know pick apart this area trying to find the trying to find the game and you find it just like that you know seeing them coming in through bushes or you know through cover you're able to see them before they get to you and you know i hunt with um 95 percent of my hunting now is with my you know seven and ten year old so being able to see them before they're in the open, yeah. before they get to you, and I can kind of, like, calm them down a little bit. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, there's something coming in from the right. I need you guys to be still. It's time for the um, inside voices, yes, guys. Yes. <laughs> so it, it just, in my opinion, it gives you every advantage possible yeah. um, out there. And, you know, again, I hunt a lot in West Texas, and 
you know, big open country and being able to see, you know, a long ways away and just see a heat signature might not be what you're after, but you, you, you don't realize how much game you actually miss. Right. Yeah. 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 Instead of, you know, looking through and playing the game of, is that a tree branch or is that antler? You're like, well, that's popping hot. So that's clearly, you yeah. know, like that, that takes that right out of the equation and everything, you know? Yeah. So, um, now for me, I would say my favorite, uh, was a Nilgai hunt I did in South Texas. And that was because it was thousand yards away. The closest I could get was 500 yards. We ranged him at 497 yards, and I shot him at 12:30 at night with a with the trail mm-hmm. to LRF XP50. So I was using wow. a thermal rifle scope, shot him at 497 yards, and dropped like a sack of rocks. And I have a lot of Nilgai meat in my freezer now. And, and Nilgai's delicious. And you know, be, to be able to take a 500-yard shot, a, a confident shot. I knew my dope. I knew my rifle. I shoot a lot of long range. Uh, and to be able to do that at 12:30 at night in complete darkness was pretty pretty cool. That was uh, the furthest and largest animal I've taken with a thermal rifle scope. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Well, Kevin, Jeff, we we can tell the passion you know that you guys have for thermal and night vision, and and we could certainly go on and on and on oh, yeah. about it. But uh, unfortunately time constraints have have cut us but we do really appreciate both of you guys taking time out of your busy schedule to to come and preach the gospel of of thermal imaging because it's a ton of fun and uh we we really appreciate you coming on the no low ballers podcast absolutely it's a great sport that's that's growing and um like i said that's the most fun you can have at night with your clothes on yeah good deal thanks again guys thanks man appreciate appreciate it yeah thanks All right, well, that's it for another episode of the No Low Ballers podcast. Appreciate each and every one of you who has tuned in, either on the audio version or the video version. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite platform. Leave us some likes and comments and reviews. We do read and respond to it all. We appreciate each and every one of you being here uh, and consuming this show because uh, hopefully you're having as much fun watching it as we have making it because without you, There is no us, and we love being us. We have a great time on this show. So uh, we will see you right here on the next episode of the No Low Ballers podcast. Mm